Schneider Electric is proud to sponsor this podcast series with a purpose to empower all to make the most of our energy and resources. Our mission is to be your digital partner for sustainability and efficiency. At Schneider, we call this Life is On. No more at se.com slash au. My name is Joe Taranto and I'm joined today by Christy Radcliffe, the education lead at Hunter Water. And today we're talking about educating students through gamification. Christy, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Joe. Christy, your role normally involves engaging people face-to-face about topics like water conservation and understanding how water cycles work. What did COVID do to your programs? Yeah, so COVID turned our programs on their head, pretty much. Um, So it was good in a way because it gave us some freedom to explore new things that we could be doing. But the main way we had to pivot was to move things online and expand our digital programs and that was really well received by schools and everything was made available free on our website so it was really easy for teachers to access that and include it in their programs and still have access to our content even then when we couldn't be face to face and in the classroom like we normally would be. So this problem that you've been addressing with your new app is long showers. How much of a problem is long showers in the Hunter? Yeah, um, a huge problem. Um, So when this program first started um, back in early 2019, um, we did some surveys from our customer base and our community and we found out that about 28% of residential water use was in the bathroom. And when we asked people specifically about their showering habits, we found that most people were having showers longer than six minutes. But in certain demographics, particularly women under the age of 40 and teenagers, six minutes was considered a short shower. And they were usually closer to sort of 10 to 15 minutes in those two groups. So when you're looking at sort of nine to 10 litres per minute for a 15 minute shower, that's a huge amount of water being wasted. And then as we moved into drought and we were really pushing the message of four minute showers, like there's a big gap between four and 10 minutes. So that was a a problem that we had to tackle, but it was also a really good way for us to empower people to make a difference and something that they could really easily change. So tell us then about Waterworld. Yeah, so um, the idea was to to reinvent the shower timer. And there was lots of discussions with the innovation team who started off this project about, well, everyone has a timer on their phone. Like, so what are we doing? We've got the sand timers, we've got our phones. Why are we reinventing the wheel? And so then the conversation moved from, well, how do we just measure showers to how do we use that timer to really change behavior? And that's when gamification came in. So most people would probably be using gamification every day and possibly not even realising it. So if you have a Fitbit or a Garmin watch and it has the apps to, you know, increase your amount of steps or monitor your heart rate or monitor the amount of sleep that you get, right, that's gamification of healthy lifestyle. Um, My kids have gamification in the classroom with class dojo so that they get rewards for good behaviour or great answers or great learning. And there's even one from the federal government to help you quit smoking now. So it's just using those digital tools to reinforce good habits 
and, and to turn those changes into a habit that sticks. So we thought, well, why not apply those principles to create good habits in the shower? And so Waterworld is effectively an app or a platform that gamifies shower times. Can you tell us how it does that? Yeah, so um, it's a web-based app and that was really important when we were designing it to um, have equity of access. So um, you can you access it through um, a web address, but then you save it to the home screen of your phone. And what it is, is it's a 28-day challenge to have hopefully a four-minute shower, but as short a shower as you can. So when you log into the app, um, you set a three-day benchmark so you can actually find out how long you're actually spending in the shower. That surprises a lot of people when they actually time it. And that's done manually. So you press start when you hop in the shower and then you press stop when you hop out. And what it does is those three days, it tells you how long you're spending in there, how much water you're using for those amount of minutes based on um, 10 litres per minute. And then for the next 25 days, you do the same thing, but you set yourself a challenge time. So that can be done manually between one and seven minutes, even though seven minutes is much more than what we would like people to be having. If you're coming from 15, it's still halving your shower time. And the idea is to have as short a shower as you can over those next 25 days and hopefully instill a new habit to get close to that four minute mark. You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series, and I'm speaking with Christy Radcliffe from Hunter Water. Now, you've mentioned that you work with schools and you know, young people are some of the maybe culprits of having longer showers. <laughs> How did you identify your target audience? Yeah, so we worked with a local um, software development company in Newcastle and they did a fair bit of market research before we started um, going into the development phase to identify who we would target. And, and that's where we got a lot of that data from for who were the main um, culprits, as you say. Um, and even though um, sort of women between 25 and 40 were identified as high users, the emotional drivers for them having a long shower is typically because that's the only time they get alone in the day if you have young children. And it was a struggle for us to find a way to, to change that emotional driver without replacing it with something else. And that was something that we wouldn't be able to do. Um, teenagers, on the other hand, um, they did have that emotional driver for a long shower, but most of it was um, just a habit that had sort of started and, and grown. And we saw that the age group is a really good opportunity to start making good habits now um, so that that would stick long-term um, and also give um, students of that age um, the power to make that choice over their habits and the change that they can make. A couple of other factors that influenced us um, progressing for um, year seven and eight students is because they have a compulsory geography subject where they learn about water in the world. So there was an opportunity to link it to the curriculum and have it as a really valuable learning tool. And we also had a pretty good relationship with the 50 high schools in our region to have access to those students that we wouldn't have been able to get with the, um, the 25 to 40 year old um, female demographic. So you've mentioned those schools. How will Waterworld be used? So it will be used um, as a learning tool when students are doing that unit of work. 
for students that are doing the challenge, they'll also participate in an incursion and an excursion to our sites if um, that's what fits in with the, the teacher's outcomes and the teacher can also use it as an assessment tool. So part of the app, there's a um, pre and post quiz to measure water literacy and the teacher can use that as part of their assessment marks. What does the process of developing an app like this involve? Yeah, so most of the time it just takes one person to have a good idea. And in this case, it was our um, innovation team that came up with it to begin with. And at that point in time, there, there was just this really creative, passionate team in our organisation that were thinking about what are the new ways that we can do business or how can we just capitalise on new technology to do things better. And so they started the process of, okay, well, like, let's look at gamification. Let's look at some different ways that we can engage with the community and got that ball rolling with those sort of big ideas and then brought in myself and the marketing team to move it forward into that community delivery phase. And, and we worked together through the whole process and, and Steve McAlee, who is the, the leader from um, that team, he he was instrumental because he was the one that was driving the inception and then was reaching out to us from sort of that community engagement marketing perspective about well who who's the customer or who's the user and i don't think it would have been as successful if it didn't have those different viewpoints from across the business and i think that's something that hunter water is really good at doing is looking outside our, our business area and looking across the business to see how improvements can be made or how we can tackle new challenges, especially, you know, moving forward as we look towards being more resilient and, you know, working towards a circular economy and all these new things that are coming about. I think that's something that our business does really well. It's like looking, looking outside your team or looking outside your division to collaborate with other parts of the business to try new things and, and be courageous in those solutions that you're trying to find. You've built an app. What kind of considerations are there when you're doing that? Yeah, a lot more than what I realised before starting this journey. Um, we were in really good hands with um, Mezzanine, the company that we um, engaged to build this, and I learned a lot from them. But I think the main things that we really had to consider was the user experience. Who's going to be using this? What do they need? and what will engage them. And we had a lot of conversations around that. So there were some things that we included, like bright colors, having that challenge element. So if you um, are successful in having the shower and the goal time that you've nominated, it gives you another level of the water world and that's bright and colorful and you get things, it starts off with a well, but then it moves into a, a skate park and a bit of a farm and, and a water park and, and things that grow and build as you go on. So there's that incentive um, building in the challenge aspect. So um, we, as part of the research, it's like, well, what incentive will there be? Is it that there needs to be a prize or that there needs to be some external driver? And what we found was that the, um, the challenge between classmates would be enough. So there's the leaderboard. Um, and then as well, we really had to consider how the teacher would use it. So after that initial um, pilot round that we did, we identified that there needs to be some sort of dashboard 
or backend um, platform that we can use at Hunter Water, but also teachers can have access to. So they can be autonomous in setting up the challenges, giving out passwords, setting the challenge day and time, because often teachers are, are working after hours. So it's like there's the, the technical aspect of the app build itself, but I think the biggest consideration when you're creating it for someone is who is that user, how will they use it and how will it benefit them. You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series and I'm speaking with Christy Radcliffe from Hunter Water. So what's been the impact of the app? So it's still early days. So far only um, four schools have used it and that's um, been one of the the hurdles that we've had to overcome off the back of COVID is that re-engagement with high schools. But so far, the schools that have participated, um, there's been about a 30% reduction in the amount of water used in a shower, which is great. Um, we have a completion rate of about 50%, which is a bit lower than we would like. We'd like to get it closer to sort of 75 or 80% of students completing the challenge. But I think in the times that we're in and the context of schools and engagement levels, we're, we're pretty happy with that so far. But the feedback that we've gotten back from teachers is that it is a really valuable learning tool that has a lot of potential. So we'll continue to work with them to roll it out and, and continue to improve it based on feedback that we get. Your role's now expanding to a broader community water literacy program. Do you see that these programs will combine digital and traditional mediums? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's been one of the good things um, to come out of COVID, if there is a few, is that um, we're more adaptive and, and we've become more comfortable with receiving information in different ways. So I think it's opened up a really good opportunity and especially with testing the waters with school students about how we can really utilise digital to educate and engage. And I think the challenge aspect has come out of it as a bit of a win for us. So we sort of think about, well, how can we challenge the community or how can we make it fun for them to start thinking about those water literacy aspects or behaviour changes that we want our community to come on board with. And what advice would you be giving others, Christy, if they're embarking on you know, gam gamifying education programs or building an app, what would you say? Add in more budget than what you think you will need because you will always get two thirds of the way down the path and then realise that you need to add something more in. So always have a buffer. Um, engage a, a consultant that is confident and, and has really good engagement. So I think that the, one of the reasons why building this was successful is because we had a great working relationship with the consultant that we engaged and that consultant understood our brand and they understood the purpose and they they spent a lot of time considering that user experience not just the technical aspects of building the app so i think that's that's really important to have that but also don't be afraid to go out there and try it like it's a brave new world that we're moving into so i think don't be limited by the oh what if it doesn't work but more ask well what if it does Good advice, Christy. I've been speaking with Christy Radcliffe, the Education Lead at Hunter Water. Thanks, Christy, for your time. Oh, thanks so much for having me.